Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Once again, it is time for Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, your financial coach here in the Carolinas. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to a little outdoor activity this afternoon, Mark. And so uh, oh, I hope yeah. the weather will just uh, continue to cooperate. It's been beautiful here in February of 2020. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> warm outside. So let me guess. Golf? Yep, you got it. All right. Nice. Uh, is this uh, golf uh, with clients? Golf just with a, with a friend, yourself? What you got going on? Yeah, yeah, client friends. Uh, okay. It's just something we need did, needed to do. We try and get out and walk nine. We're doing it regularly last year, and then when the weather got bad, and we're yeah, I don't know if we're already ready to break back into a regular weekly deal or not, but we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> I, I don't think we're there yet. I got a feeling no. we're going to get one more dose, probably. Yeah, I think so. Uh, of uh, of uh, ill weather, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, as of today's taping, it is awfully lovely outside. So, yes. uh, hey, listen, let me ask you a quick question. Headline news for this week on the podcast: uh, New studies talking about uh, student loans have tripled. The outstanding, I should say, student mm. loans have tripled since two thousand and six. Uh, so just 14 years and now stand at, at 1.6 trillion. At one point, do you think does this start to become a serious problem or is it already there? Yeah, it's a serious problem now. Um, and, and we really do need to get serious about uh, being fiscally responsible now and not, you know, continue to push this out and think it's going to get resolved with um, political speeches and so forth right. from candidates yeah. and, and all that. It's not right. And uh, it's a problem, not, not just, uh, for parents and students who have the debt that they've incurred and they've got to pay it off, but it's problems for the schools uh, and for government. For instance, um, you know, with government, you think about what 1.6 trillion represents. It's getting close to 20% of what the national debt is. I guess yeah. maybe it's not quite it's, that close, but maybe 15% or so. It's hefty. And yeah. it's heavy. Yeah. And it's going to weigh on the ability of people to invest in the debt of the government if we continue to refuse to do anything about that growth. But, uh, you know, government, um, they, they need to stop promoting college for all and student loans as a way to finance it. And, you know, get off that track uh, is, is my opinion. Don't don't promote students just jumping into college because it's the thing to do. It's it's not for everybody. Yeah, I'm you not know, saying. Yeah, uh, so I'm sorry. What were uh, you no, I was gonna I was gonna say yeah. Actually, there's a some pretty interesting information out there that uh, tradespeople are going to be hmm. really really in the in the short. Uh, we're going to be very, very short of, of skilled trades people here pretty soon. We're already heading that way because Absolutely. everybody is going to college for whatever. And again, uh, I know as parents, we all say, well, we want our kids to go to college and get a great education. But there is something to be said for the fact that a lot of skilled trades people are in high demand and make a great living. We just we're running out of electricians, carpenters, plumbers, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of times you'll find the things that we consider to be quote blue collar. They're making a lot more than <laughs> they're, they're white doing, collar. Are. They're doing that's just sure. fine. That's right. Exactly. And, and of course, that's not the whole uh, thing. Why you go to school is to be able right. to make a lot of money. It's so that you can be learn how to think well and learn how to find information, research, and do that kind of stuff. Uh, hopefully, right. Uh, but uh, you you also are. Um, you know, broadening uh, your your knowledge, your 
uh, resources, people you know, and that sort of thing. So there's there's some value there. But if it's not what you love uh, that you're aiming at and you're just in there to do what you think you're expected to do, hey, you can use that money and time a lot better somewhere else, like in a trade school or what have you. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be great if we could just shut down the Department of Education and quit making education a business. But, you know, let it be something that's uh, closer to the school, closer to home, you know, in your states where you're uh, living and going to school and that sort of thing. But, you know, go, moving to that, uh, you know, the schools, they're in for a rude awakening when this money dries up. And, and yeah, true. It very well could at some point. Uh, there's and, definitely, uh, you know, there's definitely arguments. Capital that, spent and their obligations and expectations. Right. Um, so there's, in fact, many schools are already suffering right now from a lack of applicants because people just aren't willing to spend that kind of money yeah. to take that kind of risk. Yeah. Um, if anything, they're going to look at sometimes there might be more to said for a tuition reform than in, than maybe mm, anything else, because the prices much. have gotten so out of control that it's hard for people to uh, really fathom how to spend, you know, $150,000 on an ed- education that they may or may not use. But, you know, that's a, that's, I guess, a, a topic for another day, but. Yeah. But, you know, that's, it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, this, it's, this is a good lesson for what's been going going on and is continuing to be pushed in terms of the government handling health care. I mean, the government mm, got true. involved in education and look what's happened. <laughs> it's not gotten cheaper true, <laughs> and it's not gotten more efficient and uh, it's not uh, preparing students for the real world in many cases. Some of it is. There are some really good schools out there, some great teachers, but uh, there is a lot of waste and um, it shows up in a lot of different ways. So yeah. anyway, they need to get real on that. And then, of course, with parents and students, you know, <laughs> you need to pay as you go, save in advance for college, you know, do those things. But if you've got it, kill the debt. Get involved in something like a debt snowball or a debt avalanche. Get some advice on how to do that and get rid of it. Yeah. I know yeah. Uh, my uh, youngest daughter's husband had some debt when he came into their marriage, and they killed it in a just a hair over a year. And it was pretty significant money, but they just – put a plan together and they followed it nice. and they were disciplined and got it nailed. And now they're being able to do some really cool stuff because of it. Well, that's fantastic. And that's really kind of a great segue, Mike, into my topic I wanted to discuss. And that is how to set some financial goals and financial and retirement goals. Uh, they set one, obviously, to remove that mm-hmm. debt and uh, work towards it. So let's go ahead and transition into that conversation. Um, you know, obviously, we talk all the time about people needing to give their money purpose, like you were just giving that example of your daughter and uh, her husband. Uh, to So you need to do the same thing for not only achieving whatever specific financial goal, but also retirement goals. So we'll dive deeper in that here a little bit and look for a couple things or some ways to we can just share with this specific financial goals obviously are different for each person are there any general goals mike that you feel everybody should shoot for um i guess we'll say from a retirement goal aspect okay um and in some of these crossover into other sure, uh, goals yeah. areas of course as you were just alluding to but you know i'd say probably the biggest thing that people want is peace of mind they want to know that what they're doing is actually supposed to work and not just some great idea or cool thought that someone had along the way. And it's really not. I mean, I think back to the 70s and 80s when so many things were done from a financial standpoint for tax reasons. And then the tax law changed in 1985 and that went away. And you had failure after failure 
of um, people's monies and, and investments because they were built on something that wasn't meant to last. It was a short-term fix. Uh, and so peace of mind is big. Um, you, you run into that thing all the time. You know, being aware of what your situation is. So many times we as human beings don't take account of where we're at and what resources we have. I know sometimes people come to me and they're concerned about retirement and they haven't thought about what they actually do have at their fingertips to use. And so, you know, if you spend the time to understand where you're at, what you're facing, what the need is, uh, and then what the resources are, they can start the process of handling that need. And then I think the biggest thing there uh, is being willing to trim where you've maybe done some things that aren't as effective as they could be and replace it with what would be more effective. Uh, not being married to certain things, either because of loyalties to family members or former advisors or your spouse or yourself, but being uh, you know committed to doing what's best for you. So understanding your own situation and um, you know being able to reach that uh, goal of being uh, not needing to depend on other people or whatever for our financial independence, uh, but being able to supply that as much as is possible. And, Everybody's situation is different. Sure, uh, it's yeah. not going to be a cookie cutter approach. It's going to be what you want. Uh, there are some people that want to do a lot of things like travel and uh, have new experiences and all that kind of stuff. That takes a different set of goals than someone that is just happy to be at home and read a good book, uh, go on a walk and enjoy outdoors. You know, it's it's all different. Right. Well, okay. So then if we're talking about, you know, um, specific financial goals and you give us a couple things to kind of generalize on, how do you help somebody determine? Like, so like if somebody t- comes in to spend time with you, Mike, and work with you on something, how are you helping them determine some specific goals? You know, this is the thing that goes just about to everything in life is ask good questions. Uh, just <laughs> two, two ears you know, and one mouth, right? Listen more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just ask questions and let people talk because a lot of times you'll talk yourself out of dumb stuff. I know I do all the time. <laughs> you know, just say it out loud. And you realize, oh, that was not very sharp. Uh, you know, so um, if you can get someone to talk a little bit uh, about what's important to them, and when I say that, you know, what's really, really important not not surface stuff, but what's your life about? What's your purpose in life? I know I have a purpose in life that I've tried to work on over the years and refine and make more and then measure what I'm doing against that. Am I fulfilling on that purpose? You know, if people can get to that point of the root of what's really important, I think then the questions will draw out what they really do need to do as far as having specific goals. Okay. Well, that's, that's definitely good advice. Now, remember that later today when you go golfing, uh, that sometimes you got to talk yourself out of dumb stuff whenever you know you should lay up and you decide to go for it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) When you have a hero, that's right. When you have a 10 cup moment later on the day, uh, and you want to swing that driver and you know, you shouldn't, uh, hear your Uh, own voice. (laughs) And, And you know, that is just such, Great advice. A lot of times I'll be on a tee and I'll be looking down a narrow fairway and I'll think, you know, that driver I can't control as well as I can a four iron. And I'll say, well, why don't I just hit my second shot first and then (laughs) hit the first shot second, you know? So yeah, just think outside the box, do things that make sense for where you are. All right. Good, good point. Good point. Um, All right. So let's talk about the unrealistic side of it. 
if you're trying to set financial and retirement goals, for example, you used your, your daughter earlier. Now, obviously, they went pretty aggressive trying to take care of this debt in a year. Um, maybe that was maybe that could have been unrealistic. Obviously, they made it happen. But mm-hmm. what are some unrealistic goals that you see sometimes when it comes from the retirement angle when folks come into your office? Unrealistic goals. Sure. Well, you know, the big thing everybody always says is I want as much return as possible with no risk. Right, uh, right. You know, all the returns of the market, but don't don't want any risk. Don't want to lose. Well, I, I want to eat cheesecake and still be skinny, but that doesn't there work. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Great goal, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just can only eat cheesecake once a day and then nothing else for the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it is uh, that kind of thing where I'm not willing to do the stuff or take the risk to get the return that I need in order to meet my objectives. Mm-hmm. And I'm not also willing to reconsider the, the goal and maybe cut back on some things. Okay. Um, that's a good point. That's, that's a big problem for us. We, we really do want it all, but we don't want to pay the price. Yeah. And, we kind of um, have to self edit a little bit, you know, what you really do. Yeah, yeah. What's important and how do we attain that? And then you have maybe that outlining fringy stuff that you'd mm-hmm. like to get to, but you know, that's more the secondary goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of it is too, just uh, again, back to that, uh, you know, the real root of who you are and everything mm-hmm. and uh, is being satisfied with what you have and not wanting to have what the next door neighbor has or your place to look like this person's or that person's. It's just being satisfied with where you are in life. I mean, you've had yeah. a different set of experiences than someone else has. Sure. There's some really cool stuff that you've experienced in life that has brought you to where you are. And it may not be as uh, wealth looking as what somebody else has, but you know what? They may have had some experiences that you don't want to have in order to get there. So <laughs> true, you know, it's being satisfied with where you are and what you have. Yeah. And then, and, and I don't mean being reticent to step out and do some things to improve that, but just not looking around and, and, and what is it? Uh, the, 10th commandment don't covet what your neighbor has <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah you know so okay uh, those kinds of things i think are very helpful yeah to, um overcoming unrealistic goals okay well let's flip this the the, uh, the coin here for a second so that's a, a bit thinking in the unrealistic side so how can we then say okay i've got this financial goal mike is it realistic and achievable give us a couple of bullet points as to ways to help us determine if it truly is realistic or achievable yeah. Um, I mean, if everything has to go perfect and no no uh, mistakes, uh, no delays, mm-hmm. no okay. markets going against your expectations. <laughs> then it might not be realistic. Might be a little unrealistic. Gotcha. So uh, you don't want to rely on that best case scenario. It's like my wife. I like to say, honey, you always come up with the worst case scenario. And I tend to come up with the best case scenario. So we're a great balance for each other. So gotcha. get a little worst case, and a little best case in there and come to a happy medium. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, the other thing is you don't want to depend on like uh, some miracle financial product, some magic bullet or whatever. Um, Okay. It it really is. There's no such thing. One vehicle Uh, that gives you everything you want kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's right. And um, yeah, you know, I guess those are probably the two biggest things to avoid doing things that are unrealistic. I mean, I, I think having a budget um, and, and people hate that word. So I call it a cash flow plan. Um, <laughs> That's right. I like, you that. know, lay out what you're spending. In fact, you know, it's, it's a good idea to do that on a regular routine basis. If it's monthly, if it's quarterly, whatever works for you, but to 
lay out, this is the money that I anticipate having over this next period of time. And this is how I want to make a plan to, to spend it. And if you can stay within that, then the things you're aiming at to supply that, you know that whether what you're uh, using to get there is more realistic than unrealistic, because uh, if you don't know what you're aiming at, you might be trying to do something that's just totally impossible. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. You know, we want to make sure that we're setting some financial goals and retirement goals, but that we're also working with an advisor to help determine that they are achievable and attainable and the steps we need to take to get there. And hopefully, you know, that's what you're currently doing already. You're checking out the podcast. It means you're thinking about these things. It means you want to learn more. It means you want to, you know, kind of have your, I don't know, what do they say, your ear to the ground, so to speak, to kind of get some insight on things. And hopefully that we provide that for you each week or each time we do a podcast. And uh, as always, make sure you subscribe to it so that you can hear about upcoming episodes, catch past episodes as well. You can always go back anytime and listen to those by simply going to a couple places. You can just Google it, whether you like to use Apple, uh, Google Play, Spotify, simply go to that app that you currently use, uh, type in Strategic Planning Podcast, and you will find it. Uh, you can also just go to Mike's website, spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com. Subscribe to us. We'd certainly appreciate Appreciate it and uh, all that good jazz, and you'll find it that way, or maybe it's in Mike's, Mike's newsletter or emails, things of that nature. So, as always, we appreciate your time. And if you do have questions or concerns before you take any action, always check with a qualified professional like Mike before you take action. 336 668 4338 is how you reach out to him. That is 336 668 4338. And uh, as we go, Mike, I'm going to end this off on a fun note a little getting to know you this week. Let's see. What can I come up with this week to uh, uh, something? Uh, where did you grow? Are you a native North Carolinian? I'm not. I'm a native Georgian, okay. uh, but I've lived in North Carolina way longer than anywhere else. We moved quite a bit as a child, okay. um, about every two or three years. Any any kind of special memories of the place you grew up? Is, is that more North Carolina then, I would assume? Well, yeah. Yeah. It, North Carolina would be the place I grew up most uh, from, you know, like um, 12 years old and up. But, okay. uh, so you know, the, the thing I, I really liked about uh, what we did, I mean, it, it has its downsides, of course, you know, moving constantly and all that kind of stuff. But um, I met a lot of people and um, just those those new people, the new experiences, the ideas, uh, I think just really enriched me and, and built into me some of the curiosity I have of knowing people and, and um, knowing about their lives and situations. Okay. That's All right. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, there you go. That's our getting to know you this week. Uh, so the moving around kind of helped you with your, uh, your people skills. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah, All no, right. Orient yourself to them and not be so ingrown that you can't make new friends. There you go. Fantastic. Well, folks, that's going to do it this week for strategic planning. As always, Mike, appreciate your time, my friend. I will see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds great. You guys have a great day. I'm going to enjoy it on the golf course. Yeah, good luck. Be prudent about it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, slow and steady. Slow and steady. Don't play yeah. like me and try to, like, you know, cream the ball. I get all happy Gilmore <laughs> when I go play, and I swing for the fences, which is probably why my back is killing me. But oh. anyway, yeah, so big fun. Well, you enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you next time, folks, right here on Strategic Planning. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.